Welcome to Take Your Lead Podcast with Mzwandele Makakula, a podcast that seeks to empower you to take charge over your personal growth, development, as well as your emotional well-being. It is said that there's a reason why God has given us one mouth with two ears. And oftentimes we don't maximize the one mouth. And I don't think it's a coincidence that you've been given two ears. I think that goes to show us that as leaders, we ought to speak less and listen more. However, there's a secret towards what you speak to or what you speak about. And I'm so excited for this podcast episode. In this podcast episode, we're going to be exploring how to ask great questions. Oftentimes, as leaders, we find ourselves in positions where we need to give answers, where we need to give direction. And I know that we might get caught up in the trap of always speaking, but it takes a certain level of maturity to be able to pull back a bit, observe the situation, and ask the right questions. I love what Ruby D says, the greatest gift is not being afraid to ask a question. Eugene Jonasco says, it's not the answer that enlightens, but the question. And this is so true because the questions that we ask begin to enlighten the room. You might find yourself practically, for example, locked in a dark space in a room and you think it's the norm, whereas it's really not the norm. All you need to do is just ask, actually, why are we sitting in a dark room? In fact, there's an experiment that was done where frogs were put into a jar, part of an experiment, and every time they'll try to jump out, the lead would uh, electrocute them so that they would stay down. And this would happen for such a long time that frogs would then just refrain from trying to jump out because they would be met by the resistance of the lid which would electrocute them. But after time, they changed the lid to the extent that it was no longer uh, as potent in terms of electrocuting the frogs. But every frog that came into the jar, that came into the experiment, never even bothered to jump out simply because when a frog would try to jump out, the other frogs would pull it down and tell it, wait, don't do that. You're going to be electrocuted. Even when the system had changed, the frogs were still kept limited. Whereas, if the frog were to ask the right questions, and then the answer would enable it to walk in freedom. David Copper Ryder says, we live in the world our questions create. And this is such a big idea where you need to ask yourself, what world is my questions or are my questions creating for me? So as I said at the top of this episode, today we're going to focus how do you ask great questions. Part of what we're going to do, we'll look at how or what questions make available for you as a leader. Then I'll give you five 
practical questions that you can ask as a leader that will enable you to enlighten whatever environment you find yourself in. So as leaders, as I said, beyond giving information, let's ask questions. Let's lead through questions. Leaders, as a leader, you ask questions. You ask personal questions. You ask organizational questions. And the starting point is personal questions. Because I get leadership in a crowd, but oftentimes leadership is through individual mentorship and coaching. A team is made out of individuals. It's easier to ask group questions or team questions, which we'll speak to. But I think it's also important for you as a leader to be positioned to ask personal questions. How do you then sift questions that are insensitive, questions which are beyond boundaries for you, where you've not developed depth in relationship, but yet at the same time using the questions that you ask to build depth in a relationship? So as a leader, you need to ask yourself, think about maybe the questions that you normally ask. Just take some time to reflect. What are some of the questions that you normally ask? And again, scratch beyond the surface. Just think with me now, when you walk into a room or when you meet someone for the first time, what questions do you usually ask? How does the conversation usually go? Is it, how's the weather? Hey, how are you? Where are you from? Hey, what do you do? Oh, what, what brings you here? Yeah, they work. But over time, you need to transcend and grow beyond questions that are on the surface. So at a personal level, what questions do you normally ask if you were to be left in a room with someone that you've never had a conversation with? How would the conversation go? Hmm. Just giving you that moment of silence just to take a few seconds just to think and reflect. And I want to encourage you in this episode to work along with me. Part of what I'm going to encourage you is to download the episode notes, which are a great tool for application. And these questions that I'm asking are listed there with a space for you to be able to write out your answer. So that even as you ask yourself, write down three to five questions that you normally ask in an environment that you find yourself. And then begin to evaluate them based on the metric that I'm going to be giving you shortly. So what questions do you normally ask? And oftentimes, if you want to know what's important to you as a leader, listen to the questions that you usually ask. Because questions are seed for information. Questions are seed for knowledge. Questions are seed which enable you to get the harvest that you want. And a lot of us are in the right rooms, but we're asking the wrong questions. And that's so dangerous because it will work against you. You will have access, but you will not use the access that you have because you're not asking the right questions. And one of the things you need to prepare yourself for as a leader is environments of greatness. That when you get to an environment of greatness, have your questions ready, have your questions at your back pocket, which you can pull out and be able to connect with someone instantly. Because your questions that you ask can make you memorable. The questions that you ask can enable someone to say, who are you? I want to know more about you. I'd actually like to do business with you. Tell me more. And as you begin to pull through and tear through the layers, these questions will then enable you to connect deeper. Three things that questions do. The first thing that questions do, they reveal values. If you want to know what someone values, listen deeply to the questions that they ask. 
Because the questions that you ask reveal what's important to you. They reveal what you value. They reveal what's important to you. For example, if I'm a car mechanic, oftentimes if I get into a garage or I'm around cars, I'll begin to ask about the engine size. I'll begin to ask about the engine capacity, the year model, the seats, um, the, the braking system. The I'll begin to be so inquisitive and zoom into the specifics of what makes this car unique. Why? Because I value automobiles, I value cars, I value the mechanics of a car, I value the sound of an engine, I value, so it reveals what I value. If I'm in ministry as I am, if I'm with someone, I'll, I want to know about their faith, um, their convictions, their pain points, uh, how they experience God, do, do they have a relationship with God, do they, why? Because I value their eternity, I value them as a spiritual being. If I'm a teacher, for example, which I also did uh, part of, oftentimes when I'm with teenagers or Gen Z, one of the questions I ask, what are you studying? Um, which subjects are you doing? Where do you want to study? Where do you see yourself in the next five, ten years? What goals do you have? What's your favorite subject? Uh, what are you struggling? I begin to ask questions that are specific to what I value based on what's important to me. So if you want to know what someone values, number one, listen to the questions that they ask. So the questions that you ask reveal values. Number two, the questions that you ask, they reinforce values. They reinforce values. And this is key within organizational leadership because the questions that you ask as a point leader begin to reinforce what you value as a leader. They begin to cause a exaggeration or a replication of what you would like to see. And this is very key. I was talking to one of um, incredible leaders recently uh, who's in the medical profession. And one of the things I was telling her is you need to, when asking questions, paint a picture of what needs to be. Oftentimes as leaders, we find ourselves, and, and it's true and it's important, having to have uncomfortable conversations and handling conflict and speaking to specifics, which is very key and very important. However, over and above addressing issues, you also need to paint a picture of what ought to be, a picture of what should be through the questions that you ask. And I know for some of us, we'd be saying, you know, that's actually quite a lot of work. It, it is quite a lot of work initially, but once you master it, it actually becomes second nature. Because you begin to grow in formulating questions that will better position you to lead. Number three, so number one, we said the questions that you ask reveal values. Number two, we said they reinforce values. Number three, they reinforce behaviors. The questions we repeat need to be associated with the behaviors we want to see. So ask yourself, what behaviors do I want to see? And once you've identified and listed the behaviors you want to see, as I had said on the worksheet then begin to create or curate questions that will allow you room for those behaviors to be visible. Practically, for example, let's move now to, let me give you five questions. I'll start with personal questions, and then we'll look at organizational questions, team questions, and then learning questions. So for example, here you are, it's a weekend, it's been a great weekend at work, you've been away, you're coming back on a Monday, you're meeting someone, and here we are meeting in the cafeteria. Uh, what do you say? Hey, how was your weekend? Uh, it can get you to start a conversation, but just take it a tear deeper. What happened this weekend? What was the highlight of your weekend? What was the low light of your weekend? 
Do you hear the difference? Initially, how was your weekend? Versus, hey man, what happened this weekend? What was the highlight of your weekend? What was the low light of your weekend? You then begin to zoom into specifics because you cause the individual you're asking a question to think, really, how was my weekend? What happened this weekend? And then they begin to, no, it was good. If it was the surface uh, question with the surface answer, no, it was good, it was fine. And then the conversation is dead. But what happened this weekend causes them to actually think, what really happened? No, I went to church. I visited my niece. I bought. They begin to take you on a journey. What was your highlight? They need to look for a highlight. What is it that actually stood out for me this weekend? What was the low light? What was the worst thing that happened to me? Oh, man, I lost one, two, three, four. And then by so doing, you then begin to connect at a deeper level. That's personal. Just a back pocket question which you can ask maybe now on a one-on-one not catching up on an event or something it's someone that you've just met you've asked the nitty who are you what brings you here but now you want to get a bit deeper and this is a question which i love so much which i love using because it enables you to connect instantly and it enables you to also figure out what this person values so this is the question that you ask what are your passion personal passion projects or what personal passion projects are you currently working on what personal passion projects are you personally currently working on and this question then seeks to speak to at a personal level over and above work over and above responsibilities that i have what is it that i'm passionate about that i'm actually working on what this does it pushes the person to really tear through the rap and begin to actually open up personally because when you say personal they have to then now begin to ask themselves at a personal level what is it that i'm actually doing that i'm passionate about and as they begin to you'll just see their face light up because you've literally put the mic in their hands they can go to town with it they can literally begin to speak because it's something they're passionate about it's something they love you'll even see the energy in the room the energy changes because someone is speaking about something that they're passionate about so those two questions i think are very key to help you connect at a personal level connecting after an event connecting after a weekend and connecting at a personal level after having done the introductions third question this is now a personal question to help you grow within personal growth which is part of what we do as a podcast to help you take charge of your personal growth development as well as emotional well-being so this is a reflective question for you now as a leader this is where you ask yourself when having to make a decision having to go through something and do something ask yourself what would a great leader do Mm. Let me repeat the question again. What would a great leader do? And again, hear me clearly. Not what would a good leader do, what would be, but what would a great leader do? I love this question. Absolutely love this question because it begins to elevate you to a level of leadership that you might not be at yet, but your thinking or your question begins to give you an elevator to begin to think at that level. It then enables you to raise the bar and set you apart where you begin to actually pick the brain of great leaders. Okay, In fact, I would encourage you, if you do have access to a great leader, actually throw the question to them 
uh, someone who's not emotionally attached to the decision you need to make and ask them, what would you do in this situation? If it was you having to lead at this level or deal with, might be petty for them at that level, but begin to borrow their brain. And oftentimes they will say something that will shock you, which is really above you. And that's what will separate you from being a good leader to being a great leader. So ask yourself, what would a great leader do? I love this question because once you begin to Dig deep into this question, it accomplishes four things. One, it raises the standard of your leadership, as I said, above the circumstances that you might be currently facing within your leadership. Because oftentimes as leaders, we tend to react to what's in front of us and having to take into consideration emotions that are at play. But this question gives us a broader view of what's actually in front of us. It also reveals your motive. It also definitely reveals your motive because when you begin to look at what a great leader would do, you begin to ask yourself, it forces you to face the reality of the conflict that you might actually be going through. Because oftentimes great leaders also sacrifice themselves for something that's bigger and better. So it actually detaches you from what's currently happening and it enables you to step into the shoes of the next person. This question also reveals weakness. If you're really going to be honest and blunt with yourself, it will reveal your weakness of why you are not great yet. I love that. Yet. Because that's a growth mindset. Because it reveals your weakness. It shows you that great leaders don't avoid conflict. It forces you to face the thing uh, that your leadership, in your leadership, that you might need to change or something that might be holding you back. But also, lastly, it also inspires you to reach beyond your personality and your style. Because oftentimes your personality and style of leadership might limit your potential and what might need to be done in that point and time. So this question moves you out of your comfort zone because leadership often demands that we reach beyond what's comfortable. Oh yes, it does. It needs you to step out of your boat. It needs you to rock your boat. So this question will give you a glimpse of what could be and what should be. So as a leader, great leaders ask great questions. They definitely ask great questions. So fourthly, let me, let, let, let me give you a question that maybe now you're dealing with a client. Here you are, you've got a client or a potential client, someone who wants to do business with you, who wants to um, buy a service or a product for you. Because the questions that you ask will inform whether they buy into what you have to offer or they walk away to the next uh, competitor or the next person who has the same product offering as you. Because oftentimes you would find the same store that has the same product offering, but the question that the store or the individual or the service provider asks separates them in terms of why person A buys from you rather than buying from the next competitor. So this question then speaks to you beginning to interrogate a potential client in terms of what they would like to buy and get from you. So simple. Tell me more about the challenge. Tell me more about why you'd like me to do this particular or render this particular service for you. What's a recent example of that challenge that you had? This begins to give you specifics to the challenge that they are facing. If, for example, we could solve this, what would it mean to you in RANDs? I love this question because it then begins to give you the costing and pricing, which oftentimes they might throw to you, but the, the, the magnitude of the challenge will then inform the value that they have. Uh, or they were looking at getting from you solving the problem. So ask them, so what's the value that you have? What would 
it mean in terms of big picture? Because now you begin to link it to other things. Because oftentimes when people make decisions, they only look at one uh, aspect, not understanding that it's actually a ripple effect. If I answer this question, other questions will potentially be answered through this question. Why is this an issue right now? Currently, why is it actually an issue to you? And how is it affecting you directly? And once you begin to do that, I kid you not, you've won that potential client over. You've literally won that potential client over. And then lastly, let me speak to a team. Here you are now, you're leading a team and you want to know, because oftentimes team members might not be public or might not be bold to voice out what they feel or what do they think. And I love asking these questions within a team context because they then allow and give people room to speak. So ask them before starting the meeting. So what's on your mind? What's on your mind? This you can use on one-on-one -on -one or even within a group context, which is where I would advise you to use it. What's on your mind? Just going around the room, what's actually on your It doesn't have to be related to the agenda on the table, but just to pick people's brain, even before starting, just to get to where they actually are. One would say, I'm actually so worried, man, at work, this is so hectic. Then that will inform the energy that they bring to the table so that you're able to deal with that, get it out of the way so that you can get maximum engagement and participation in terms of what needs to be done. Another question to ask in your team, can you tell me about that? When they've said something, just double click, don't just leave it as is. Please tell me more about that. Uh, can you help me understand why you're saying one, two, three, four, X, Y? Can you help me understand? So that's them literally, you're giving them the right to teach you because you're willing to learn. What should we be worried about? This is a very important question to ask your team. What is it that we should be worried about? What is it that we need to be worried about? Because they would know because they are the boots on the ground. They are the hands and feet. They're able to reach where you can't reach. And once you begin to ask them, then it becomes easier for you to move in the right direction of what needs to be done. So what am I saying to us as leaders? We need to ask great questions. Francis Kingward Ward says, questions are creative acts of intelligence. And that's so true. W. Edwards Deeming says, without questions, there is no learning. I love that. So the more we ask questions, the more we learn. If we're not asking questions, and again, not just any questions, but the right questions. Albert Einstein, the great, as we bring in our plane for landing, learn from yesterday. Live for today. Hope for tomorrow. The important thing is not to stop questioning. That's what's important. Keep asking the right questions. And as you ask the right questions, you begin to grow and lift your leadership lead. Thank you so much for being part of this episode. And I strongly believe that it has enabled and better equipped you to ask the right questions. Till we meet again next time, continue to take your lead. Well, thank you for joining us on Take Your Lead Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get new episodes delivered directly to your device as soon as we release the new episode. And for show notes on today's episode and on previous episodes, just go to www.mzwandilemakakula.com. And if you are a fan of the show, we would love it if you'd give us a review and help us spread the word. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Take Your Lead Podcast.